0: U.S. intelligence chiefs warn that Russia will meddle in midterm elections, and police warn that criminals are increasingly using cryptocurrencies to launder their illicit profits. These stories and more, coming up on the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Matthew Schwartz. All signs indicate that the Russian government plans to meddle in the U.S. midterm elections this coming November. That was the warning sounded by six U.S. intelligence chiefs on February 13th, testifying before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Dan Coats, director of national intelligence, outlined the top threats to U.S. national
1: security. I'd like to start with the cyber threat, which is one of my greatest concerns and top priorities. Frankly, the United States is under attack under attack by entities that are using cyber to penetrate virtually every major action that takes place in the United States. From U.S. businesses to the federal government to state and local governments, the United States is threatened by cyber attacks every day.
0: Coates, testifying alongside the heads of the CIA, FBI, and National Security Agency, among others, said that Russia... China, North Korea, and Iran pose the biggest threat to the national security of the United States, as well as its allies, in the online sphere.
1: Some of these actors, including Russia, are likely to pursue even more aggressive cyber attacks with the intent of degrading our democratic values and weakening our alliances. Persistent and disruptive cyber operations will continue against the United States and our European allies, using elections as opportunities to undermine democracy sow discord and undermine our values.
0: In January 2017, the U.S. intelligence establishment issued an assessment that Russia had attempted to interfere in the 2016 elections by boosting Donald Trump's chances against those of his rival, Democratic presidential nominee Hillary Clinton. Coates told senators that, at a minimum, we expect Russia to continue using propaganda, social media, false flag personas, sympathetic spokespeople, and other means of influence to try to exacerbate social and political fissures in the United States. Also at the hearing, CIA Director Mike Pompeo told senators that they've seen no decrease in Russia's activities.
1: The things we've seen Russia doing to date are mostly focused on uh, information types of warfare, the things that Senator Warner was speaking out most directly earlier with respect to the CIA's role, and I think Admiral Rogers will say his too, um, we have two missions. One is to identify identify the source of this information, make those here domestically aware of it, so that they can do the things they need to do, whether that's FBI or DHS, so that they have that information. We are working diligently along many threat vectors to do that. Uh, and then the second thing, and we can talk more about this this afternoon, is we have to, we do have some capabilities offensively to raise the cost for those who would dare challenge the United States elections.
0: The White House, however, doesn't appear to be reacting to these warnings. President Donald Trump has repeatedly called the 2017 Intelligence Community Assessment into question. Mark Warner, the Democratic senator from Virginia, who's the vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, asked the intelligence chiefs at this week's briefing if their view on Russia's meddling had changed. Last year, those of you who were on the panel each expressed confidence in the January 2017 IC assessment that Russia interfere, interfered in the 2016 elections. I'd like each of you today to want to reaffirm that and also, with a simple yes or no, do you agree with Director Pompeo that we haven't seen a significant decrease in the Russian activity and we have every expectation, I think, Director Coach, you've already alluded to this, that they'll try to continue to intervene in our elections in 2018 and 2020. The intelligence chiefs responded unanimously that they agreed with the IC 2017 assessment. Here's Admiral Mike Rogers, director of the NSA and commander of the U.S. Cyber Command.
1: I participated in that 2017 work. I stood by it then. I stand by it now. And I agree with Director Pompeo. This is not going to change or stop. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news.
0: What happens when someone sneaks cryptocurrency mining code into a widely used third party accessibility plugin? ISMG's Jeremy Kirk has more.
2: Cryptocurrency is all the rage. Mining virtual currencies can bring in income, but making a reasonable amount of money requires quite a bit of computing power. The more power you can harness, the greater the reward. On Sunday, more than 4,200 websites unknowingly turned their visitors' computers into mining machines to harvest Monero. Many of the websites were government ones, making it somewhat of an embarrassing incident. But it wasn't the websites' fault. They all used accessibility software called BrowseAloud, which is a tool embedded into websites that help the disabled read, text, or navigate menus. Somehow, the code had been tampered with. Inside was CoinHive, which is a JavaScript tool for mining Monero. The code ran for about four hours on the sites, and luckily it doesn't appear it did anything more harmful, but the incident could have been far worse. The ability to run arbitrary JavaScript in a browser session has the potential for far more potential attacks. You could collect credit card details or authentication credentials. The situation highlights a long-known concern. Websites and services constantly call on other code libraries hosted elsewhere, such as on content delivery networks, with little visibility on the security protections. But there are a couple of ways for websites to take steps to prevent damage. One is sub-resource integrity, or SRI. The other is establishing a content security policy, or CSP. Both are W3C standards. SRI allows website operators to add an integrity attribute to the script tag when it's embedded into the website's code. Most browsers support SRI, and Microsoft is planning to add it to Edge soon. The tag contains a hash of the expected script, so if someone tampers with it, it'll have a different hash and the browser will reject it. Content Security Policy is a finer grain control. It essentially establishes a whitelist for what types of resources a script can call. In the case of allowed, SRI would have completely stopped it from running when it detected CoinHive. A CSP, however, wouldn't have broken allowed, but just stopped the call to CoinHive. Aside from stealing CPU cycles, a crypto miner is probably one of the least harmful bits of code that could be delivered by a third-party library. So it's probably best to look into SRI and CSP before something worse happens. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk.
0: CoinHive says whoever hacked the BrowseAloud code only generated a paltry $24 worth of Monero and that it won't even be paying it out to the attackers. Hence, it's not clear that these sneaky mining attacks are worth attackers' investment of time or energy. But criminals are also using various cryptocurrencies to launder their ill-gotten gains. Paul Donovan, global chief economist for UBS, talks to the BBC about the problem.
2: One of the things around cryptocurrencies is that they have come along at a time when anti-money laundering and Know Your Client regulations has reduced the supply of legitimate money to the illegal economy. And so we've seen a substitute coming through in the form of Bitcoin.
0: Rob Wainwright, the director of Europol, the EU's law enforcement intelligence agency, says the scale of money laundering via cryptocurrencies is increasing rapidly.
3: There are three or four billions of pounds worth of dirty money that are being laundered each year, I think, in Europe through, through virtual currencies. It's still a small proportion of the overall amount but it's quickly growing. And of course, because this is an unregulated area, highly anonymized, it's very difficult for the police in most situations to identify who's actually cashing this out. We've also seen a trend where drugs money, which is being converted into bitcoins as well, cash, buying bitcoins, and then the criminals d- distributing that money through multiple accounts used by individuals that are not seemingly connected with a criminal organization.
0: Wainwright is calling on exchanges to help law enforcement with major investigations, but he's also calling on regulators to pay closer attention to cryptocurrencies and to help better protect consumers from scammers.
3: We need the help of regulators. We need the help of, of legislators, particularly to crack down on these I valued investment scams, and you know this 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 trend of fool's gold, effectively that is offered to to people as they seek to cash in on the Bitcoin frenzy, and are just scams, perfect scams. And because it's not regulated, there is no means by which the investor can make an informed decision about is it safe to invest my money in this.
0: Meanwhile, cryptocurrency scams continue. This week, prosecutors in Vienna said that they have consolidated hundreds of complaints about an alleged scam called Optiment. German newspaper Die Presse reports that Optiment appears to have bilked more than 10,000 victims, mainly Austrians, but also a number of German, Polish, and Romanian residents out of 12,000 bitcoins, currently worth about $115 million. Optiment, which collapsed last November, told investors it was a private Costa Rica-based Bitcoin fund. In exchange for weekly deposits of Bitcoins, the alleged scam promised fantastic returns of 1%, 2%, or even 4% a week. As part of their investigation, police have requested that Interpol locate suspects believed to be in Denmark, Latvia, and Germany. As this alleged scam suggests, as with all things in life, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Finally, the cryptocurrency craze is having an unforeseen effect. Namely, it's been driving up the cost of high-performance graphical processing units, or GPUs. Radio astronomers use GPUs to crunch the data they collect to help them differentiate what might be alien broadcasts from what's just the galaxy's background noise, such as pulsars. But moves to improve our ability to search for extraterrestrial life have hit a snag. For the last two months, astronomers say, they've had trouble getting the GPUs they need to crunch data from large listening arrays, owing to a scarcity of hardware. The culprit? Cryptocurrency mining. People are snapping up the GPUs to use them to mine for cryptocurrencies such as Monero. Chip makers say that video gamers have also been hit by the shortage. The manufacturers say they're working overtime to increase supply. In the meantime, hopefully no one out there is trying to get our attention. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Matthew Schwartz. Catch you next time.